Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Four years ago, our guest today was diagnosed with cancer of the lymph nodes, liver, bones, and blood. And joining us from Wales to tell us his remarkable story is Philip Watkins. Philip, it's good of you to do this. We appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh, it's not a problem, uh, Ian. Not a problem at all. I understand that you got the all clear a couple of weeks ago. Tell us about that. Well, basically, uh, it was four years ago that I had uh, I got diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin lymphoma, and I couldn't do chemo, so I had to, I tried chemo twice. I, I had to look around for alternative medicine. So um, basically, um, I started on the oil, and I, I, I did actually have the oil clear about eighteen months ago, uh, eighteen months after I originally had it. Uh, I was supposed to keep on doing the maintenance, and I didn't carry on. And it was a few months ago, I went for a CT scan and it showed up that the cancer had returned to my liver, but it also had gone to my spleen. So basically what I did was I went back onto the RSO RSO oil and a few other uh, detoxes. I did the full course. Well, I've done 50 milligrams already and uh, 10, 10 to 15 days later, I had a PET scan, and that came back all clear. So uh, within the space of two to three weeks, with a new course I was told to take, uh, where I was just taking two to three drops every four hours on the original uh, course I did, I'd been taking three milligrams a day uh, before the PET scan. So when the PET scan came back, uh, I was well pleased because it's twice now that I've actually beaten cancer. So, uh, and that's without chemo domain. But obviously, you have, you have to do other things like uh, adjust your diet. I've, I've, I've changed the way I drink stuff. Like, I won't take sugar. I won't drink soft drinks. Uh, I just drink uh, water. Basically, it's, it's alka- alkaline water. So, mm-hmm. I, I use that. Uh, uh, there's a few other things I do use. I do actually use uh, two feathers as well. That does help. And uh, I use uh, methylene blue as well. Tell us about methylene blue. I was reading something about that the other day. I'd I'd never heard of it. Tell us what that is. Well, well, I'm not too sure. I've got to be honest with you. It was the first time I've ever taken methylene blue. And I've been taking like uh, two drops in... In, with a pint of water every morning, I just knock it, not knock it back, and that I've been okay with it. I've had no problems with it. Uh, I, my oil supplier is the one that supplied it with me and suggested it. Okay, and it, it seems to work for me. It does seem to work for me. And the way I, the, the thing is, I was worried about taking the course of oil again because I was doing drops underneath the tongue every four hours. Mm-hmm. I started one drop and then it was two drops and then it was three drops and I was up to four drops and I was doing that every four hours while whilst I was awake and I didn't like I, I, I honestly didn't like getting stoned to be honest with you and because my, my day was wrecked basically because for the, the three months that I was taking the oil 
uh, I found it very difficult. So I was very dubious about taking the oil, uh, doing it again. But well, once I spoke to my oil supplier and explained how to do his sort of suppositories, uh, I, I could take a, a lot more oil and not feel the effect, if you understand what I mean. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I could carry on my day. I could... I, 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 all I was doing was three times a day I was taking a mill of oil. I'm still taking it now, but I am, I am taking any today to make sure that I'm, I'm okay. Doing 100%. The compass meant us for us. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you all don't, right. We, we, we can interpret really well when we're speaking to somebody who's stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I, I've done this program when I was a little high on occasion. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I don't mind getting stoned. Uh, the only time I do actually get stoned, if I'm doing an evening meal before I go to bed or a couple of hours before I go to bed, I, that I've all, what I've done since I've had can, uh, when I had cancer, mm-hmm. I, I I put it on my food. I put it on uh, my steak or uh, spaghetti bolognese and stuff like that. Where I can get it in, I will get. I will cook it, and if it's my last meal of the night and I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like the effects of being too stoned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Philip, let's go back to the the beginning. What were you feeling like prior to being diagnosed with cancer? I was. I had a lot of fatigue. I, I've still got fatigue now, mind you. I am got rid of it completely. The, the fatigue bit of it. Uh, oh, I was tired. I did. I didn't really want to do anything, and it, it was a funny feeling. And. I kept on going to my doctor and that, and for months. And uh, when I went to the doctor, and uh, they said, "This is how I got diagnosed." Basically, I, uh, I I've got heart problems and I got emphysema. Uh, and when they diagnosed emphysema for me, uh, the way the consultant said it, he said, "These are the exact words." Um, he said, "You got about about five to ten years to live with uh, the emphysema, but uh, do you want the good news?" This is what the exact words he said. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? I said, I'll have the uh, good news first. He said, well, you've got about five to ten years for the emphysema. Mm. I said, oh. And he said, I think you've got cancer and uh, and I think you're going to have a lot lot shorter life because I think uh, you've got about six, six months to a year to live. And then when I went saw the cancer consultant, he did say you had six months to live if you don't take chemo. And I, I said, I can't take chemo. I tried it, I tried it the once and I, I just couldn't. Get on with it. I had septi, which basically kept me in hospital for, I mean, uh, three weeks. So, so there was no. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, just for the listeners, what exactly was your diagnosis the first time and also the second time round, please? Right. The, the first time round was Hodgkin lymphoma, stage four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when the cancer consultant. This time, when I had the CT scan, well, obviously they don't diagnose it you until you've had a PET scan. They, they can't tell you what stage you are. They, all they can say is they found something, and that's it. So when you have a PET scan, they, they tell you what stage you are. But when I had a PET scan this time, there was nothing there after the CT scan. It was, I think it was about three to four weeks afterwards that I had the CT scan when they found there was a problem with, <coughs> with my spleen and my liver. And... Um, so when I went for the PET scan, I was about three weeks later because it, obviously with COVID and that, uh, everything's a bit slower nowadays. 
So, uh, yeah, it'd gone because I'd taken so much oil and, and they couldn't find anything on my PET scan. And I don't have to go back and see my consultant for another four months. So uh, I spoke to my consultant and he said, they can't find anything. It's so, gone. but it was actually in your liver and your spleen this time. Yeah, I did. Uh, I don't totally understand uh, uh, the process. I did have uh, something called needy done. Uh, oh, non-invasive non diagnostic imaging for people who yeah. are there. Google that, N-E-D-I. Yeah, that's it. I had that done uh, straight after I was diagnosed after the CT scan this time. And it showed like a, a phosphorus uh, black things on, on where my liver is, on the imaging, and on my spleen. So it was definitely there with, with yeah. the CT scan. But times I, I, I'd love to, I probably will do another needy test and she'd probably say exactly the same as what the PET scan said. It's clear like, didn't it? Yeah. So, Philip, when you were diagnosed the first time, you were stage four as well, which will, would have meant it had metastasized to places. Do you remember where it had metastasized? And can you talk to us a little bit about the regime you did to clear yourself of cancer the first time and how long it took? Yeah, it took it took me about ninety days. Um, I, I was feeling a lot better after. I, I got to be admit, once I started the oil uh, the first time, because it, it, it started off in my like my lymph nodes. That's what Hodgkin lymph node is. It starts off in your lymph nodes and then it spreads throughout your body. Like so, it, it ended up in my blood, my liver, and my bones. And uh, yeah, uh, basically, I, I took no, no nothing with sugar in because. I believe sugar does actually feed the cancer, and it does does make it it does spread it. So, uh, and I changed my diet a little bit. I didn't, I, I I didn't go on to an alkaline diet or a vegan diet. I just I was a lot more wary of what I was eating uh, regarding junk food and stuff because obviously junk food is it's not good for you really. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, and this time. I've I've done exactly the same, but obviously different routes with the oil, and obviously with the water as well. I've added on, but um, and like I said, two feathers as well. I'm not sure what that does. It's just a pill I take in the morning. Yeah, and the, the two feathers, Phil, is um, for listeners who are wondering what the heck it is. It's um, an Food ingestible stuff. black salve. Yeah, yeah. It comes in a little tub, and uh, basically. You got some uh, capsules, and they just put it into the capsule, and uh, and that's it. One yeah. one in the morning, one at night. I'm coming to the end of my first tub now after being diagnosed this time. Yeah, uh, just a, a, an FYI for listeners: not all black salve is ingestible. Please don't start doing that. Yeah, um, this is the only one that I know of that is actually ingestible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I do, I do take other supplements like uh, vitamin D, vitamin C. Uh, zinc, uh, hang on a minute, yeah, zinc and vitamin C, I take that as well. There, there are a few other bits and bobs I take, but what, what I found was when I got when I got the okay the first time, I started coming off my medication as, a, as well, to be honest with you. There's only one medication I actually take now, and that's for um, indigestion, and that's it. I was on a, a, like eight, nine tablets every morning, uh, and say about four or five in the night as well for different things. But I, I've I've had no need of taking them at the moment. What were uh, those tablets for, Phil? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, uh, 
blood pressure, my, like I said, uh, my heart. Because I've stopped taking it for my heart, really. I, I've now, because I know I got a fur in because I had a heart attack, uh, believe it or not, uh, 24 years ago, 23 years ago when I was 30. And uh, I actually died. Uh, I've been pretty lucky with death. I've managed to scrape it. So I, I've been taking pomegranate seeds to get rid of the heart. So I believe in alternative medicine to do it that way, basically. So what I basically do with pomegranate seeds, I uh, I get a handful, I put them into a saucepan of, of, of a pint of water, I boil them up, and then I'll make a cup of tea with it. And, uh, and that's it. I let it simmer for 15 minutes, and then I'll make a cup of tea with it. Because I think that's, I believe that's that's helping the fear in my heart as well. So, Philip, after yep. you, after you cleared yourself the first time of cancer, and uh, what response did the doctors give you? Uh, he was shocked. He was. He, 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 the, the first when I first went in, I, I, I said, "I'm not having chemo." He said, "You're going to be dead within six months." He said, "That's how long I give you. Within six months, you're going to be dead." And when I went for the, it was about a year later, uh, I rang him up and said, why haven't I had any uh, follow-up calls or anything like that? And uh, it was just when it started a COVID, mm-hmm. or two years ago. It was just the start of COVID. And uh, I said, well, why haven't you bothered ringing me or contacting me to do any tests or anything to find out if it's gone or not, or or, or it's got worse? And uh, I, and, uh, I basically went in that consultant's office and I, I ripped into him. And on that day, I actually had a blood test done with the results on the same day. I had uh, a CT scan and I had a bone biopsy. And they found absolutely nothing after the first time in any, any of the tests. Because obviously, if you have a CT scan, that, that, uh, that, that was showing uh, mm-hmm. that my lymph nodes were okay. The blood test then t- tells you if your liver's working 100% and your blood's okay. And the bio- obviously the bone biopsy was saying there was no, no cancer within my bones. So wow. he must have been bio- he must have been awfully shocked to dis- <laughs> discover that, considering he said you'd be dead in six months. Yeah, but the, the thing is, they, they say you're in remission, don't they? Um, yeah, but no help with them, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Because if, if this was legal, on well, there is legal in uh, Britain, uh, medical cannabis oil, but it's only for epileptic children. They, they will not allow it for any other uh, diseases or anything else, including cancer. Mm. They only allow it in this country legally. Uh, they've let, let it go to a few children in Wales. I think there's about four or five in Wales who have actually be, had it for epileptic fits to calm them down mm-hmm. but they won't they won't they won't uh, give it to you on prescription for um, uh, cancer they don't want it to they don't want to prove it the cannabis oil actually works like basically yeah. there's no money in it is it there isn't no philip was there any doubt in your mind ever that cannabis oil would work or did you go into this just knowing that the end result was going to be you were going to be clear well, I did a lot of research first, and then uh, I spoke to my. I went onto a few groups and stuff. I started chatting. I met my oil maker on that one of the one of the groups. Uh, we become friends, and uh, she gave me loads of advice. And uh, yeah, 
I've always had a positive attitude. If if I've done my research and I, I wouldn't put my life in danger if it wasn't, I knew it was going to work. And I've read so many stories, met so many people who've actually been cured of cancer through the oil. Uh, I believe in it totally, 100%. Well, I've got to watch what I say because of the Cancer Act of 1939. I can't say cure, can I? No, don't no. use that C word. There's so many different C words out there you can't use. Eh? <laughs> Philip, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I I was just going to say, I think something really important to bring bring out in this interview is the fact you. It's my understanding you were on a maintenance dose, what we which we always recommend after you're clear, but then you stopped taking that maintenance dose, correct? Yeah, I I stopped taking it for about eighteen months to a year, and then that's when it came back. Yeah, that's when I so that 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 was a mistake I made, and that's not going to be a mistake I make again. So uh, <laughs> that that's a cert. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to give you hell for doing that, but uh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think uh, his provider probably already did too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I've got about ten milligrams uh, left to t- uh, just one, one syringe left now to take for. Uh, to finish the, the course, but I've done the course in, uh, say, about four weeks, five weeks tops, four yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's, weeks. Re- that's a pretty remarkable amount of oil to get in in that short of time there, Philip, just saying. It's a lot easier if you're uh, using a suppository. You can take a lot more in mm-hmm. and, yes, do it a, and do it a lot more quicker, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I found it a hell of a lot easier this time. When you, I wasn't getting, yeah, I wasn't getting high so much. Yeah, when you walked out of the doctor's office uh, the first time that you were all clear, you must have been uh, had a huge smile on your face, thinking I've got yeah. I've got this bugger beaten. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've helped so many people since by passing on uh, information how I did it to other people because I told my story a few times on my pod, uh, on my lives and stuff like that, uh, yeah. my show on a Wednesday. I, I, I've told, because I cover everything, like, and I've told that story a few times. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people do contact me and I do send them in the right direction. And I think it's the right thing to do is to help people, as simple as that. Right. And as Corey mentioned uh, a few moments ago, continuing with a maintenance dose is critical in keeping cancer at bay. And uh, I, th- I think you, uh, you're you an example of uh, what will happen if you, if you do don't. not, if you don't, exactly. And, yeah, that's... And it, it must have been a hell of a shock for you to know that it came back. Yeah, I, I always had it, I had it in my mind it was going to come back if, if I stopped the maintenance dose, but I thought, oh, I've, I've got the okay, and now I'll be okay for a bit. Uh, definitely, and then when it did come back, it was a bit of a shock, really. Uh, but I, I knew I could beat it, and I knew my oil maker could help me with with the fact of beating it. Like, do you mean? I've taken a lot of different stuff this time than I did last time, mind. Like, like, like the two feathers, the the methylene blue, and uh, the rest of the stuff I've taken. Like, do you mean? So, but the oil, the oil is a little bit different to what I took the first time because it's. Um, my old maker calls it four to one. It's slightly different to yeah, one. Yeah, it's a four to one ratio that uh, uh, several providers have adopted because we're getting such perf- 
profound, profound success with that particular blend in the United yeah. States. So that's what's happened. Yeah. So four to one is what you did. Corey, explain to listeners what you mean by four to one. It's four parts of THC mm-hmm. to one part. one part of CBD. Yeah. CBD is an answer to cancer. Correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I can't tell you, and I've said this before, I cannot tell you how many people we have lost because they thought that CBD alone would kill their cancer. Yeah, we we, we got CBD oil in uh, the UK, uh, but it's like 5% THC. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to cure anything. Up to 10%, 10 that's all you can buy in this country. Yeah, it's, it's, It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time and it's a waste of money and CBD alone will not clear cancer. Yeah, you're exactly right there. Exactly right. Philip, has your success in dealing with your cancer changed your outlook on life at all? Yeah, definitely. Uh, It's it's changed my life completely because uh, we were going through uh, Brexit in the UK at the time, mm-hmm. I was waiting to leave the U, uh, the U, EU. And when I had been given the six months to live and I started on the oil, I thought, right, if I don't survive this, I, w- I want to do something for my kids. I, I, so what I basically did, I started going to protests and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, and trying to push, because our government was trying to not let us have uh, Brexit. And basically, 52% voted, the biggest vote in the UK history, to leave the EU. So I thought, right, I I, I want to be there. I want to. So I started filming as well. So I wanted I want I wanted people to spread awareness to it. And then uh, it did. It changed my life completely because I started going to different types of protests for the children. Uh, I mean, filming uh, adults who were being abused when when they were kids and stuff like that, and beating. Um, and taking on the system and beating it. Uh, then I, I, I was I was getting involved with the veterans, which I do a lot of uh, promo work for a, a veterans uh, a PTSD camp, and uh, I do all their promo work for them because well, my name is starting to get out there as far as filming and stuff, and I'm willing to go out there and spread awareness on injustices. So yeah, and then uh, I do a lot of filming for. Uh, I, I think you've got uh, you've got it in Canada as well. It's it's called uh, it's RSE Sex Education. Uh, we're 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 the only country out of the fifty two countries which are fighting our government regarding sex education being taught to children from the ages of three. Now, um, so it, it's put me on a on a, di- a completely different course of what I w- I was in management for fifteen years, mm-hmm. and so the. I, so I, I've not worked for, for four years, but I've, my my life has gone to a different course in helping others. It's the same. If somebody I tell my story on my podcast, mm-hmm. on my show on a Wednesday night, I, I mention about the cancer. Sometimes I I sometimes have my oil maker on there. We discuss it. What well, do I mean? What's the best remedies for different uh, illnesses with alternative medicine? Uh, so it's changed my life completely, really. Uh, and, it's, and it's given me an outlook, a positive outlook to life that I've got something to live for and something to spread to people. Uh, but th- there are times where you think you go a little bit too far because you know you can be arrested for saying, th- saying certain things. Mm-hmm. And 
and it's, uh, it's not good then but we try to get around it don't we by not mentioning our oil maker and stuff like that but obviously if i said certain words like cure um then you can get arrested yeah. because somebody has been arrested in in the uk for a different uh, cancer remedy uh, david noakes and his missus was so uh, they ended up in prison well the wife ended up in uh, france in prison and he was uh, he got tried in this country and then was sent to france they're not in prison now mind but uh, yeah the big pharmacy big farm do not want it out there that you can actually put into remission cancer with cannabis oil as simple as that philip your use of cannabis oil uh from what you said earlier, I suspect that it has helped your heart issue and your emphysema. Uh, I wouldn't say it's helped my emphysema because I, I do struggle breathing. Uh, I have noticed uh, I've got problems. I've still got mm -hmm. I've got major problems with breathing if I'm like some marches are 15 mile long, like do you mean mm -hmm. through the central of London, like do you mean? So uh, it all depends. If, if it's on a flat, it's not so bad. But since I'm going up hill, I, I I can tell my emphysema is getting worse. My heart, I think the furin of the heart and the angina I've got, I think it is getting better with the pomegranate seeds. So, but I, I, I'll know more next next week. I got another CT scan for my heart next week. Mm -hmm. That then I'll know if the furin of the heart has got worse or has got or it's declining. So I'll know if the pomegranate seeds are working then. Well, boy, it, uh, you said earlier you had your heart attack at the age of 30. That's awfully young for a heart attack. Yeah, that was a clot. A clot went to my heart. Oh, okay. Well, a clot went to my heart and, uh, well, it, it must have gone to my heart twice because I had two. The first time they said it was water on the lungs. The second time I, I collapsed in, I was in the right place. I went to A&E because I was having pains. And uh, I collapsed and died in A&E hospital. Uh the reception desk and I was in the right place for them to bring me back like perfect so, timing <laughs> I, was, I got out of the taxi he said you're looking a bit peaky because I was being sick all day Wales were actually playing in the World Cup in 1999 uh, and they got through to the quarter final uh, <laughs> I couldn't drink all day I couldn't celebrate and um, so run about 12 I didn't even tell my wife I was going to hospital I thought I was just watering my lungs so I jumped in a taxi instead of an ambulance and I, I just collapsed, and they brought me back. So I'm wow. still. I, I was brought back for a reason. I, I purposely think I was brought back for a reason. So, another day, another brush with death. Yeah, I've what, had a few of those. Was your wife happy that you uh, you came back? Uh, yeah, she was happy. I did. <laughs> you had to think about that, Philip. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I divorced her about five years afterwards. So. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. Right then, already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, yes. I, I think uh, the doctors must be totally amazed at uh, what's happened to you, having cancer twice, having it spread the second time into other areas of your body, and then getting the all clear again. They do they ever ask you what you're doing? Uh, well, well, the doc I told the doctor what I was going to do. I was. Uh, before I left the first time, uh, but this time I haven't even seen my consultant. This time oh, okay. they just went and sent me for a CT scan, and uh, when he came back, he phoned me up uh, directly and he just said, "You, I'm going to put you in for an MRI scan." 
uh, the secretary said, and then the doctor rang me up and said, no, it's not uh, the consultant. He said, not a, we're, we're going to actually put you in for a PET scan because we want the full PET scan on it because uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's more clearer. Uh, it, but he said, if it's, it's more expensive, but will this time, will you go through with the chemo? And obviously I said yes, just to get the PET scan. <laughs> there, was no, there was no way was I going to turn around. And I, I certainly won't have a biopsy again. Uh, that's another thing I would never, ever have. Mm-hmm. Because I believe when I had a biopsy the first time, that actually spread, spread to cancer. Do you mean? Well, to, uh, biopsy, to stage four. Biopsy of what? Um, one of my nymph nodes down in my uh, groin area. Oh, okay. Uh, there's no way I would I uh, have it again. That's a definite. Not after what I've I've researched and found out after it's like a balloon, isn't it, with water in it. If you put a pin in it, it the water comes out and spreads. Do you mean so? It's it's yeah. the same thing with a tumor, like or uh, any part of the body, body which is infected with uh, cancer. Well, well, uh, they, people like to call them parasites, not cancer. It's parasites. Do you know what you should? You know what you should do, Philip. The next time you see your consultant who said you'd be dead in six months, get one of those Halloween costumes of a skeleton and walk into his office and say, "Here I am." Yeah, with a sheet over me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Scare, scare the hell out of it. I yeah, think you really typify. I think the successful cannabis user for serious illnesses by your mental attitude and your change in diet. And Corey has mentioned many, many times over the years in this program that it is more than just taking the cannabis oil and continuing to eat a lousy diet. Uh, It's body, mind, and spirit, right, Corey? Yeah, it's a holistic approach. So, yeah, it's important. Yeah, definitely. And get the fluoride out of the water. I'm sure they're poisoning you with that as well. <laughs> yeah. Philip, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Is there anything that uh, you'd like to say to listeners in conclusion? Uh, I'd I, I say to every listener, never give up or, or always go for the oil. Uh, if you can't do the chemo, well, I would never turn around and say, hey, don't do chemo. Uh, I would never ever say that. I know most oil makers will say that. I'll say it's an ind- individual choice. But my individual choice. My individual choice is alternative medicine from now on. For any illness, I will look for an alternative medicine to try and cure me because Big Pharma are only out there to earn money off you and uh, to keep you earning money off you. And that's it. It's it's, it's profit, not cure, as far as Big Pharma are concerned. And uh, I'd say go for the oil, definitely, uh, because that's a much better way to... uh, sort your body out and, and it's a natural way of doing it not not something that's got mustard gas in it right philip uh pleasure to talk to you i wish you all the best in the future yeah. and uh, i know you've got this beaten and you'll live a long healthy life thanks very much thank you it's been a delight to have you on all right thank you both and a great story from philip and we'd like to thank him for coming on the program and telling his story And uh, we'd like to thank you, our listener, for supporting us at Cannabis Health Radio. And if you don't support us or if you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. You can become a monthly subscriber. 
monthly supporter for $5 a month on our Patreon page. And you can also make a one-time donation to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And we have no sponsors on the program, and the reason being is you are the sponsor. You can change a life, you could save a life by sharing our podcasts on the social media platform in which you hear this. And we'd like to thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.